a Shishkin Productions podcast. You have your radio recording devices on? Get them on. It happens all over the world. People come together, kicking a soccer ball around, and it's a great uniter. Find me. I don't care anymore. Drain my bank account. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Calling All Casuals. Uh, this one is going to be a little bit different. This is an off-season episode. We're calling our off-season episodes the back pass. Almost like we're passing it all the way back to some past episodes. Uh, today, we are going to go into our deep dive on a guy called Robin Friday. Uh, this was probably one of our favorite episodes, and it was so cool to learn about this dude. He is a, a truly a maniac, but uh, it, it was it results in some really interesting stories. So hopefully you like it. And without any further ado, the segment from week twenty six, I think episode twenty six. Who the fuck is Robin Friday? You guys ready to move on to who the fuck is? Who the fuck is? I think we're ready. I'll tell you where this segment came from. So. For this week's Pop 11, I decided to do Cult Heroes, and I had so much fun researching it that one of the Cult Heroes who's uh, in that list, I just decided to do a whole segment about him. So, who the fuck is, is where you just deep dive on a player. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a biography. Um, and this guy today, who the fuck is Robin Friday? Ro- I like the name. What a name. What a name, and what an absolute legend. Uh, I was so close to captaining Robin Friday for this cult hero 11 this week um, because he's definitely he's basically the definition of a cult hero. Now, we'll get into this more in the next one. But for me, a cult hero is someone who is not like an all star, not a superstar. They're just like a legend at that club. Yeah. And if you say it to anyone else, they probably won't know. But if you're a fan of Reading, where he played a lot, you'll know. Right. he was a bad boy. He was like a, the first like punk rock footballer. And by all accounts, he had the talent to be much bigger than he was. And that is why he is the birth of this new segment. All right. Friday. He's a hero for Reading for Cardiff. He was named Reading's best ever player three times. Wow. Uh, psychologically, Friday was strange to say the least. He aimed to spook opposing players. He would kiss them or fondle their <laughs> testicles. Oh, yeah. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> a teammate of his once said these tricks uh, would completely throw defenders and affect their concentration. Uh, Friday believed in doing anything to win, saying, On the pitch, I hate all opponents. I don't give a damn about anyone. People think I'm mad, a lunatic. I am a winner. Oh. Um, yeah, we'll see if he's a winner. <laughs> Uh, technically, he was one of a kind. He was not only strong and fast, but his touch and control were amazing, as was his ability to score goals. He played in the late 60s into the early 70s, so you got to think he's playing like low, kind of lower-level football in England in the late 60s, early 70s. This gives you context, right? Uh, on top of all of that, like not only could he attack and score goals, but he could also track back and defend, and he was one of the best tacklers on his team. Uh, there were stories of his talent from a young age. His father said, 10-year-old Robin could flick an orange up onto his neck, balance it, and then let it roll back down his body and catch it on his foot. Wow. He did the orange test, you know? <laughs> he would be a TikTok star now, but he turned <laughs> into true. a fucking footballer. <laughs> At age 13, his skill caught the eye of producer Eric's team, Chelsea. 
but his discipline, much like producer Eric, was lacking. Oh man, <laughs> the slander. <laughs> to your face this time, I uh, like this is, it. This is from Wikipedia. Friday's individual style of play and refusal to change his game resulted in each of these clubs, it was multiple clubs, but this one's Chelsea, losing patience with him. According to his brother, Robin was better as a goalkeeper than a forward. He was a brilliant goalkeeper. He had no fear, but he obviously preferred banging them in at the other end. Around this time, Robin became interested in music, dancing, and attending concerts. He also had a talent for drawing, but he abandoned that interest at age 15. Uh, and Robin became more outgoing and started taking drugs in his mid-teens. At 15, he left school and he became a plasterer. A plasterer. So maybe uh, some like blue collar job where you're plastering yeah, walls. Yeah, like drywall yeah. And, and plaster. Yeah. So he's like a contractor, right? <laughs> yeah. um, he lasted two months as a plasterer before moving on to become first a van driver for a grocery firm, then a window cleaner. But he had a laid back attitude and, and he had he was very indifferent. And in his father's words, quote, he didn't care. So, you know, he didn't stick around to any of these jobs, he just bopped around. Eventually, around this time, he started stealing things and theft became a thing. He was stealing <laughs> car radios. Uh, yeah. And then at age 16, he eventually like got sent to a juvenile detention facility, okay? While in this juvenile detention facility, this prison, he started training, he got fitter, and he made the prison soccer team where he was like an all-star. Uh, he was so good that it led to him being allowed to leave prison to train with Redding's youth team and then come back to prison. So he'd get wow. like bust from prison to training and then he'd have to come back to prison. That's so, some rock and roll shit right dude, there. This man. guy is nuts. And this is he's 16. I was going to say, and you got to be upset if you're one of those kids on the team, like busting your ass and they're bringing some kid out of jail. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> also in training. I would be intimidated. I don't want to defend shit. him. What are you nuts? It's scary. He's on my team. Like, oh shit, that's the prison kid. Yo, you, you, you got to mark the, the prison. You got to mark the prison kid. Uh, yo, coach, my hamstring. Though. I'm, like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm hurt. Yeah, I can't I'm go today. I can't go today. Uh, at age 17, he gets out of prison. And he has a baby with his girlfriend at the time, but his girlfriend was of mixed race, and that was very controversial at mm -hmm. that time. Uh, they even got attacked one night at a pub, uh, leading to a physical altercation. I don't know how it ended. I'm assuming Damn. Robin fucked him up, though. Probably. He's a fucking beast. Uh, his family disapproved of the marriage. They didn't attend the wedding, uh, and eventually the marriage fell apart. Uh, Robin was still taking narcotics and drinking heavily, and that probably had something to do with it. Around that time, this was 1969, uh, he gets a spot on a semi-pro team making 10 pounds a week. So this is 1969, wow. he's making 10 pounds a week, and this is kind of the beginning of his career. But it almost came to a sudden end, because later that year, he was working on a roof, and he fell off the roof and got impaled by a spike. Oh it went up. What? It went up through his butt, <gasps> through his stomach, Ooh. and narrowly missed oh. his lung. And he's on skewered on this spike. This oh. man is such a beast that he lifted himself off oh of this spike. Oh my god! And he recovered within three months. He got impaled. Bro. He got oh. impaled. He got wow. impaled in the ass. Yeah. 
and in three months was just through like, his stomach through his stomach and then he the, he pulled himself off of the spike bro nah yeah. this and guy's within, built different he's built different nowadays they don't make him like that soccer <laughs> it's got the game's gone soft bro the game's gone soft I've had a niggly hamstring for the past three <laughs> yeah. months that I can't recover from this this guy impaled himself on a fucking massive spike it's and crazy, just brushed bro. it off that's insane. it's insane dude and Neymar's out here rolling around Neymar yeah. you've been on a spike before crying bro yeah. when he gets ass. touched <laughs> so by this time he was at a, a different semi-pro club but he was drinking heavier than ever he would show up late he would miss matches sometimes but one particular time he showed up 80 minutes after kickoff 10 minutes left in the match he <laughs> shows up drunk the match is still goalless. Uh, the manager goes, fuck it, puts him on, and Friday scores the winning goal. Hell drunk. yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fucking amazing. So he always is performing, even if he's not really there. Uh, and this leads to his semi-pro club playing against Redding and even though they lost Redding's manager was like this Robin Friday guy is he's not fucking bad so Robin Friday signs a deal with Redding for half of what he was making as an asphalter at the time because now he's working as like a paver okay. so this man is just still like a contractor at his core you know um, so he decides Redding go hey we'll give you a deal to play and so he goes fuck I make twice as much money as an asphalter but I can be a pro soccer player, so I'll take the fucking. Wait, man, th that's that's crazy. How like they just freaking lowballed him so hard, like yeah, half of what he was making, and he accepted an it just to be a, a I mean, pro footballer. It it was it was the dream, you know. Uh, at Reading, Friday went really hard in training. He was going so hard, and he was kicking all of his teammates that they had to tell him to calm down because you're injuring your teammates. <laughs> so this man was a beast. He never wore shin guards. How big was he? Like, I wonder if he That's was like a big guy. Great question. I don't know. I you, yeah, give it give it a look. Friday never wore shin guards. And Ooh. he was known for playing through any injury that he had, which makes sense. I mean, the man fucking pulled himself off of an impaled post or whatever. So uh, at this point, Robin Friday was banging in goals and he was turning Redding's form around. But his teammates were getting a little bit sick of his off the field antics. Uh, he was still drinking heavily, but he specifically preferred Colt 45. <laughs> he, he loved wow. drinking Colt 45s. Drinking 40s? Hell so, yeah. So wild. Uh, he was causing a ruckus at local bars. He was kicked out of one bar for leaping from table to table and climbing up on the bar. Another pub in the area kicked him out on 10 separate occasions, but he was still coming back. <laughs> there was one time when he uh, went to a club wearing an overcoat and boots and he uh, got out on the dance floor and then he took off his overcoat and he wasn't wearing anything <laughs> under it. So he just danced <laughs> naked in boots and uh, everyone thought it was really funny. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, the club did not kick him out. They just had a laugh. Uh, so he was nuts. This guy is wild. He would love loose cannon. Loose cannon. They don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> he, he would listen to heavy metal and casually take LSD. Uh, but he still respected the boss. And when the, the manager writing said, hey, no drinking 48 hours before the match, he listened. He, oh, okay. he didn't drink for two days. And yeah. the other five, he was only LSD then, right? LSD, <laughs> heavy metal. He had his fingers tattooed. And then he underwent surgery to remove the tattoos because I guess he didn't like them. I don't know oh. what he tattooed on there. Um, in one in the off season later that year, he joined a hippie commune. Didn't tell anyone. He just went off to a hippie commune. He missed 
all of preseason training. No one knew where the fuck he was. And then he showed up for their first friendly and outperformed everybody. He just came back from his hippie commune vacation. Centered his chakras, man. Immediately. Yeah, he centered his chakras. Hell yeah. And then he centered his sakuras. Oh. Okay, all right, hold on. (laughs) And so while he was still fucking crushing it, I mean, teammates obviously said his behavior is getting even more erratic. More erratic than going to the hippie commune. I don't know. Mm. There was an away trip where the bus was stopped near a graveyard and Robin jumped out, uh, jumped the fence into the graveyard, pulled some like stone angel statues, little tiny ones. And he ran back on the bus and put them next to the sleeping chairman because the chairman was just taking a nap. So he put these like to make it look like he was dead or something. Uh, The manager, the manager was like, bro, what are you doing? You can't do that. Take these. Take these statues, go put them back. In the bad juju, man. bad, yeah, bad, very, very bad, bad very bad energy. Um, on a diff- on, on a different away trip, he was. They were at the hotel grounds, and he found a swan walking around. So he caught it, and he took it to the bar with. <laughs> 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 It's fucking insane. Um, <laughs> service animal. I just imagine like emotional support swan, swan at the bar. He just like bar. walks in with a swan. They're I'm, all so huge. I'm changing my answer. I don't want to play with Johan Cruyff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play with this guy. <laughs> He's uh, my pick. Later that season, he scored a goal and he celebrated it by running up to a policeman and kissing him on the mouth. And they were afterwards. They were like, "Why did you do that?" And he was like, "Well, it was raining and he looked sad and cold, and I just Aww. wanted to give him a hug and kiss him." And then later, he changed his mind and said, I actually regret it because I hate coppers so much. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there you go. That's one. And that year, he won player of the year. <laughs> wow. Go on, son. Even with all of these fucking crazy antics. Uh, the following year, his great form continued, but so did the antics. At a dinner one night, they were just at a dinner in a hotel, um, and a teammate was like, man, I really like the wine glasses here. I got to give myself a set of these for uh, home. And he goes, oh, I got you. He got a box. He went around and collected all the wine glasses and uh, he stole the wine glasses and gave them to the teammate the next day on the bus. Hey, man, I got you these. And he said you wanted them. Uh, and the teammate was like, he took them. He was like, God damn it, bro. But he took them. Uh, he was again named player of the year. Um, but the next year, Redding was going through some financial troubles and they reduced everyone's wages. So that was the end of his time there. Uh, that summer, he got divorced from his wife, and he remarried someone else. The wedding was filmed by a local TV station, uh, and they filmed Robin wearing an open-necked, tiger-skin-patterned shirt, a brown velvet suit, and snakeskin boots. He was sitting on the steps of a church of the church and rolling a joint. <laughs> that, he, that sounds is like a Rick James baller. outfit. <laughs> yeah. he, he, had, he, he had invited about 200 people to his wedding and who joined in the drinking and the drug taking and they ended up fighting each other and stealing all of their wedding presents uh, one of which was a large quantity of cannabis and his wife later called the wedding quote the most hilarious thing ever <laughs> just a bit of banta in yeah. it <laughs> so he's out here you know causing a ruckus and he ends up being sold to Cardiff for about half price of what he's worth because at this point no one wants to deal with this shit yeah um he doesn't want to go to Wales. He's like, I don't want to go to fucking Wales. I don't want to go to Cardiff. Uh, but they ship him off anyways. When he arrives in Cardiff, immediately arrested when he gets off the train because he bought a train ticket for like one stop or something. He bought the wrong train ticket on purpose because he didn't want to spend move. the money. Uh. Um, and so he gets to Cardiff. He's immediately arrested. Uh, his first match, he plays amazing. And the Cardiff manager phones the Reading manager and says, Oh, Charlie, he was magnificent. He tore them inside out. Moore, as I think is Bobby Moore, was chasing him all over the place. And the Reading manager said, 
Jimmy, you've only had him four days. <laughs> give it, give it a few months. And so Robin Friday's form declined, and he, like I said, he hated being in Cardiff. Every week he would go back to London, and the way that he would do it is he would scam train tickets. So he would go knock on the door of the toilet and pretend he was the conductor. So he'd knock and go tickets, and they'd be like, oh, just a second. He'd be like, just slide it under the door. And so they'd slide the ticket under the door. He'd grab it and he'd go to a different car. Genius. Oh and so, my God, that is genius. Yeah, and that would be his ticket. Um, he was still causing a ruckus obviously it's kind of his whole thing at training he punched the teammate in the jaw and uh, put him in a neck brace for two weeks the reason was a goalkeeper had thrown a ball and accidentally hit him uh, with the ball because when he just threw it mm-hmm. out of the goal it hit him in the back of the head or something uh, Robin turned around and someone else like laughed because oh, he accidentally got hit with the ball and that's the guy Robin just fucking <laughs> clocked oh yeah put him in a neck brace for two weeks uh, the next season again he didn't show up for preseason training because apparently he had been arrested for impersonating a police officer <laughs> and, and he got put in prison uh, he got bailed out he came back and in his first match he kicked a defender in the face and got sent off it was uh, Mark Mark Lawrence, I think, or Mark Lawrenson or whatever his name is. He used to, he's a commentator for a little bit. But uh, yeah, he kicked him in the face and he got sent off. At this time, his second wife started divorce proceedings and Friday decided to retire and move back to London. He said he was tired of people telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. So he moves back. Over 3,000 Reading supporters sign a petition to try to get him back on the team because they love him so much. And the new manager, at because they had a new manager at this point, he contacts him and tells him, look, you're still fairly young. Like, if you just chill for a few years, you could still make the England team. Mm-hmm. And Friday responded by saying, by asking the manager how old he was. And so the manager responded and Friday said, quote, I'm half your age and I've lived twice your life. <laughs> and he Damn. hangs up the phone. Uh, he worked as an asphalter and as a decorator. He got married a third time, divorced a third time. He served another prison sentence for impersonating a police officer and because he would he needed drugs. So he would impersonate a police officer, confiscate people's At drugs. Oh, my God. Should just become guy, a cop, man. This guy's um, hilarious. And then he was uh, finally found dead of a suspected heroin overdose Oof. at 38. Damn. So this man burned bright. Yeah. Uh, he's had two novels written about him, a song named after him, and he was voting red he was voted Redding's Player of the Millennium in nineteen ninety nine. A true cult hero. Yeah. Wow. Robin that's, Friday. Yeah, this guy, like, that's crazy. I like this guy. Yeah. He's like, nuts. He lived, I don't he know lived if I hard. Like him, he but, lived uh, hard <laughs> and fast. Like yeah. he doesn't sound like a bad person at all. Like he you know, he's just wild. Oh, I mean, like he, he wasn't like he was by all intents and purposes a piece of shit. He did a lot of fucked up shit to people. But I mean, like a guy like that, you just keep at arm's length. You don't ever, you don't want to get too close to it. Amy's like more that. punk rock than you, bro. I guess so. Until <laughs> he steals your train ticket while you're in the bathroom. He I seems, think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird to me because like this kind of figure is someone where like if your team has him and he's scoring goals yeah. as a fan, you're like, yo, I love this guy. As a teammate, you're probably like, this guy is fucking nuts. Yeah, because I, I guess you probably guy. never, like, you never know what side of him you're going to get. Like, you know, you know. He's probably just so on, yeah, like, he's uh, just, like, unhinged. And, yeah. 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 You just Wild hope card. that you could just steer him in a direction that isn't going to fuck your shit up. Yeah. And fuck the other team. It's up. like, imagine you come into work and you have a coworker and they're just like, just nuts like that where you don't even know. Are they going to be here? Are they not going to be here? Are they going to show up drunk? Are they like, are they gonna punch yeah. me in the face? Yeah, like if am I, I gonna say the wrong thing at yeah. the wrong time? And Are they gonna take my off? drugs? <laughs> Pretend to be a cop and steal my shit. Yeah, exactly. Are they gonna impale themselves on a fence? I gotta say, of the whole 
Robin Friday Saga. I kind of want to get the book about him now. Cause yeah. it, it is, oh, if he's got a book, I'm reading it. Yeah. Well, you just wait until the next segment, dude. All these cult heroes are insane, and a lot of them have books, and it's really cool. Oh. Um, but yeah, my, the thing that stuck with me most is him getting impaled on that spike and pulling himself off. That is so cool. That's got to be that the is craziest bad, like, bit. Just imagine that's him. So bad. Like, he's like motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> honestly, he was probably break. high as hell when it happened because that's the only way. You don't yeah. go into shock. You're just like, well, I just got to get this piece of metal out of my ass <laughs> and just hoist yourself off the fence. But <laughs> that's wild. That's that was great. Uh, any final thoughts on Robin Friday? I'm a fan. Any final thoughts on the segment? Who the fuck is? I think I it's like a pretty it. decent this segment. Fun. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. You want to love it? Because you're right. I feel like we never would have heard of this guy yeah. before. I, and on the Pop Elevens, it's often it's very kind of surface. Yeah. You kind of you yeah. touch on a little bit, but this is nice. We did really get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, if, of if you guys ever want to, he write deserved a, a deep dive. I think hundred percent. Yeah. He really he, did. He really needed that one. Yes. That was that was incredible to hear. And that's it. That is the story of Robin Friday. Again, this one is a little bit shorter, and I think all of these, most of these, will be because it is the off season. If there's any specific segment you want us to revisit, uh, you know where you can find us: callingallcasuals at gmail.com. On TikTok, we are calling all casuals. You can uh, DM me there. Uh, Twitter, it's calling casuals. Uh, that one's pretty much dead. Uh, Instagram, I think it's calling all casuals, and Amy runs that one. So DM her there if you need anything. Uh, otherwise. Catch you next week for another Backpass. Thanks for listening. A Shishkin Productions podcast.